0: Our film today actually debuted last year at Sundance and is just now getting a wider release on Amazon Prime Video. Troop Zero is heartfelt and a sweet comedy about a young girl who is a misfit and a bit of a tomboy and embraces it all. Adapted by Lucy Alibar
1: from a play she wrote, Troop Zero managed to slip under our radar at Sundance last year, but I'm really glad we finally got to see it.
0: As a tomboy myself, I know this was going to be right up my alley. She's Kaylee, I'm Tuesday. Straighten your sash and polish those scout badges. This is Whiskey and Popcorn.
1: Jump really into this review. Were you ever a Girl Scout Tuesday? Oh, God, no.
0: <laughs> um, I was in YMCA basketball and T ball. I guess like the girliest thing I did was gymnastics. Okay. See, for like a very brief hot minute,
1: like half a hot minute, I was a Girl Scout and hated it.
0: Oh, yeah, I could see
1: that. <laughs> so I really identified with our main character in this film in how she got bullied by the other girls. Cause that kind of happened to me a little bit. Yeah, totally get it. (laughs) But back to the story, Troop Zero actually follows the life and times of Christmas Flint. Can't get any more cutesy named than that. But she is not the cutesy princess girl. Oh no, she is a bright eyed, younger than she looks 12 year old. And she lives with her father in rural Georgia. The year is 1977. Her mother passed away sometime before we meet her. And Christmas is just wild about all things space. When she hears that NASA is collecting recordings of children to put on a golden record to send into space, she knows that she
0: just has to be on it. Now, the NASA representative is sent to Christmas's small town to let the local birdie scouts, which is clearly like some Girl Scout knockoff, that whichever troop wins the birdie jamboree at the end of the year will get their voices recorded. Christmas, who's been an outcast, gathers all of the other misfits in her school to create her own birdie troop. Well, why don't you just check out this clip from the trailer?
1: I'm Christmas Flint, human female.
0: I think you'd like me. I think you'd want to be my friend. Dad, I think I could be part alien. I uh, sure as heck hope not. I worry about you, Christmas. They can't be birdies. Birdies have a strict quality code. My booze are quality. Mm. Well, the only number left in the state of Georgia is zero. So, welcome, Troop Zero. Y'all got it in one badge each to go to Jamboree. Buy my cookies so I can be a woman of substance. Have fun and puke, Miss Raylene. Don't cute before you get the money, boo. Y'all suck happy and girls. We ain't got nobody to show us happy be better. Be that one for us.
1: My Jesus. So as you heard, Christmas whips together her own troupe and delightful childhood chaos ensues. The film stars McKenna Grace as Christmas, as well as Viola Davis, As Miss Raylene, the reluctant troop leader, Jim Gaffigan as Christmas's father, Ramsey, and a whole cohort
0: of fantastic child actors. Now, my first thought going into this and even after was the 1989 classic Troop Beverly Hills. (laughs) And it totally plays like that. I mean, will it be the cult classic that Troop Beverly Hills was? I don't think so, but it's definitely in that same genre. Yeah, well, I was getting a bit of a Moonrise Kingdom vibe
1: off of this, but clearly Troop Zero is far more slapstick comedic and loose. Uh, doesn't have the Wes Anderson persnicketiness for style and staging. Um, I feel like the kids really got to be kids, and whatever their marks were, they hit them as they chose. Kind of like, you know, The Sandlot or maybe The Goonies. It's It had this vibe of those kids' movies from the 80s and 90s that it just had this nostalgic feel for me.
0: Oh, and I still love the 80s and 90s kids' <laughs> movies that I watched.
1: Well, I think it's important to point out that this film has the same writers as Beasts of the Southern Wild, which came out in 2012, was also a Sundance premiere, and it got a lot of Oscar buzz the following year. So this film... I felt like it was a lot funnier. Did you ever see Beasts of the Southern Wild? I cannot say I did. That was a very interesting film. That one had a little bit more uh, preachy about, you know, uh, climate change. Uh, Basically, the ice caps had melted and flooded the whole world. And the little girl, Hush Puppy was her name, another very sweet name. (laughs) She was pretty much on her own in Louisiana um, navigating life and flooded out New Orleans, essentially.
0: Oh, see, I always saw Beasts of the Southern Wild, like, kind of like Lord of the Flies kind of feel. It's got that, but I mean, there's still adults in it. Oh, okay.
1: um, And she's very much solo. Like, there weren't a lot of... It's been a while since I've seen it. I can't recall what the other kids were, if they were in that movie. But again, this this film was just absolutely delightful. I love the the whole space thing that that's like Christmas's vibe and they really run with it. Like whatever your thing is, each girl, or in this case, uh, there's also a boy who joins the troop, Joseph, like they get to shine as their thing. So Joseph, who's clearly going to be some sort of talented on the queers eye team when he grows up. He's all into hair and makeup and choreography. Loves David Bowie. And he brings all those talents to the fore. he's able to get uh, his beautification badge, for example. And then there's the girl, Hell No Price. That's hell-no <laughs> Price. Uh, she's played by Milan Ray. She is like the bully. She's super tough. Will take anybody on. And also is like just crazy fit so she like gets the fitness badge because she was able to just smoke everybody on the obstacle course and then there's smash played by Joanna Cullen and she smashes and breaks things apart but she can also put them back together so it's like each child has their chance to shine and it's wonderful and it's great and I love it and for Christmas she it's like their rallying point their lightning rod she brings them all together but she has to grow up too because like it's hurting cats with all these kids and they all want to do their own thing and they all want to beat up the other birdie scout troop in their town because they're a bunch of little jerks.
0: <laughs> well, and there's several times where Christmas really questions herself. Like maybe this isn't the troop that I thought we could be or maybe I made the biggest mistake or you know, everyone else has this passion or something that they're really good at. Like what do I have? Exactly. And so you do get to see her grow a lot as well.
1: And it's just absolutely charming. And what did you think of Viola Davis in this film as Miss Raylene?
0: I actually really ended up liking it. She tends to have very similar roles uh, in her career. And this one, while unorthodox, was a little motherly and at the same time distant. But it, it was... Super interesting her, for her to take on something that I don't think she ever has as mm. of yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really liked her character, who she is an assistant to Ramsey Flint, uh, Christmas's father. And Ramsey, he's, he's like an attorney, or he works in some facet of the law. and She's his assistant, but she wants to be her own lawyer. But she's put her career on hold, and we find out why. Um, but she really, at the end of this film, is like dedicated to wanting to get back into law. So she gets a chance to sort of grow up as well. And that was a really delightful character development. Just the character development as a whole for all the, the characters. Even, you know, Jim Gaffigan as Ramsey, he, he's only got a minor part in this film, but he even had some growth too by the end.
0: Oh yeah, even he had to step up, which was nice. And I, and I just really enjoyed that. One aspect I really enjoyed with this film was the play on standard knowledge and gender norms, Mm. with Christmas being the epitome of a STEM kid. Yes. And we have her best friend, who is clearly a young, closeted, well, not very well closeted, young gay boy who everyone teases that he, you know, that Christmas is the boy girl, and he's the girl boy, and, you know, and you get all of the typical bullies, we have the very typical mean girl yeah. bullies who cut her hair, throw her in lockers, you know, this isn't, these. this wasn't a new film concept, or new character realizations, but what it was, was adorable, and... There's nothing wrong with just having a really feel-good, fun movie. I yeah, I, that's what it, my
1: biggest takeaway is. I was reading some other fellow critics, and they're saying, "Oh well, you know, this film it was fun, but it was off balance," or hmm. they they just kind of picked it apart in ways that I'm just like felt was unjustified. I'm like, this is this is a film I feel that's kind of geared at if you will, to say our generation very much so, mm-hmm. because it had that nostalgic feeling of the 80s, 90s kids movies. Because I I think Kids Today could watch this and enjoy it, but I don't know if they're going to love it as much as other kids films. I mean, I feel like this is more geared towards young adults versus kids.
0: Yeah, I could see that. And I, I do agree that we have a lot of reviewers who are, oh, been there, done that, you know, the, the usual trope, we've seen this, or just, you know, shattering it to pieces. If anything, I feel like this is the type of movie that I don't want to sit down and overanalyze. No, and if you do, then you're just going to ruin it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just go in wanting to see a cute movie. Like and this is
1: like the perfect midweek movie where you just need an escape from
0: work, life. You can watch it with your family, you can watch it by yourself, and you're just going to have a good time. Even better, you don't even have to go to the theater. It's premiering on Amazon Prime, so sit on your couch and just have a good couple hours. And speaking of enjoying it on your couch, I think it's time to mix up a drink. Oh, thank goodness. I thought you were never going to say that. (laughs) Uh, How about you go first? Okay, so uh, since space is
1: a big part of this I wanted to do a fun space-themed cocktail. Ooh,
0: I was thinking the same thing. And I
1: found one. It's called a full full moon martini. And you guys got to Google the picture for this because it's really cool looking. But essentially, it's coconut cream with water, vodka, and blackberries to garnish. You put sugar on the rim. And essentially, you combine the water and the coconut cream, and you mix them together into, if you like have those whiskey ball ice makers, put it in one of those round uh, molds and then you freeze it. And then once it's frozen all the way through, you put it in like a champagne, uh, the wide champagne glass, not, fun. not the flute. And then you pour the vodka over it and then you garnish with blackberries. You can even do like a little uh, little smaller ball, like the, the moon, a smaller moon orbiting your moon.
0: And it's just really cool looking. And it's delicious because there's coconuts and vodka. Ooh, that is really fun. Uh, I also went with kind of a fruit-themed drink. This is called the Planetary Punch. Ooh. You have vodka. Of course. Melon liqueur. Like it. And then we've got peach puree, OJ, and a little bit of pineapple juice. <laughs> peach puree. That reminds
1: me of my peach bellini from our... <laughs> yeah but this one goes so much better with it it. yes (laughs) i i like it we should have a a whole space day and just make space themed cocktails i think
0: you want to join us make sure to leave a message in the comments and we will invite you
1: (laughs) and you can also join our troop no hazing involved just hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting site
0: Earn your social media badge by liking and following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you
1: at the next movies or on the couch.